Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, which features the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. With the extensive changes that have been occurring in technology-transformed markets in the past few years, Professor Robert Kaufman highlights an increasingly common pitfall, newly vulnerable markets. What are they? What are their characteristics? How should companies, organizations and entrepreneurs affected by IT-driven changes understand the related challenges and deal with them? In this podcast, Professor Kaufman shares his insights and takes a deeper look at the definition of newly vulnerable markets, how they can change the terms and conditions for organizations operating in existing markets and the strategies to handle such environments. Professor, can you tell us about the term newly vulnerable markets? How are these markets defined and what are their key characteristics? So when we think of the term newly vulnerable markets, the key thing to remember are, are really the idea that IT makes markets newly easy for some competitors that use high-tech approaches to be able to enter. In addition, they can select those markets that are the most attractive to attack. In other words, where they think they can make a lot of money because of the new terms and conditions for doing business. And then the third thing is that they extract a lot of advantage, these technology uh, entrants, by making it so that the existing companies find it very difficult to defend unless they too are the ones that uh, adopt high-tech approaches. So the basic idea is that technology transforms marketplaces. Technology transforms the ways that companies need to do business. And technology forces strategists and corporate leaders to think about how to craft strategy that will work in this new environment. Let's look into each of these three main characteristics. Can you explain the first one, which is newly easy to enter? So we all have gone through the process of booking airline tickets. In the past maybe 15 to 20 years, it was very common that everyone would go to a travel agent or directly to the counter of an airline or to the, on not online, but phone booking capabilities of airlines, and they would ask for information about tickets that they could buy. They had very little knowledge of what the prices were, what the route structures were, what different carriers offered. And so as a result, they relied on the travel agents who became their human intermediaries, but in only a very weak way. So today, what's really going on is that there are many companies that are high tech that work as infomediaries, intermediaries that provide a lot of information that make consumers very informed about what they want to buy. And so it makes them choosier, it makes them behave differently, they are looking for low prices, they're looking for high value. So the idea of newly easy to enter for a market is that technology-based entrant can use its IT in the airline context to be able to supply many more prices and many more choices and to organize that information from the lowest price all the way to the highest price. And if you have particular time of the day that you want to travel, or you would like to stop in another city on the way to your final destination, you can make those choices. The travel agents no longer have to do that, and you feel a greater sense of trust because you have access to more information. Well, it's interesting because what that does 
is that it creates a lot of pressure for traditional travel companies, which have been very profitable over the years. It creates difficulties for some of the companies that have been a part of the marketplace that we call global distribution providers. They provide ticket prices, they provide fares, they provide seat availability, they provide a lot of different things that airline passengers that want to book need to know about. And so they have pressure. They have legacy systems. They don't have advanced and current technologies. Maybe qualify that just a little. They have legacy systems and they're trying to build on them, but they're not able to do it with no current infrastructure in an innovative way that some of the new tech entrants are able to do. And some of the names that you may have heard of are Expedia, uh, Travelocity, Orbitz, and there are many others in different parts of the world. The point is that these kinds of systems, as digital intermediary provided systems, are able to bypass the traditional infrastructure. And when that happens, the industry starts to shake and worry that the way that they had done business for many years will no longer be available. And with that, there'll be the erosion of old profits. So these kinds of changes are occurring in many, many different industries. For the second set of characteristics, could you please elaborate on what attractive to attack means? So when we think about uh, newly vulnerable markets, we try to identify those industries that because of the technology capabilities of new firms that come in, they're able to do things that are special to pull profits and revenues and customers away from the traditional players. So again, in this example of the airlines industry, which I think is a very good one, um, what we have seen over the years is that the airlines are involved in actually paying subsidies across one another to the global distribution systems so that it's possible to acquire passengers and to write tickets for the revenues that they achieve. But now just imagine that there are these new intermediaries that are able to do things at a much lower cost and they sit between the airlines and the global distribution systems and the travel agents. So if you want to think of a newly vulnerable market, just consider those three parties, those three kinds of stakeholders in the industry. A new kind of booking engine comes in, like a Travelocity, like an Orbitz, and what happens is it destabilizes the relationships that the airlines have with their traditional customers. What's actually happening is that the booking engines now are the ones that have them as their customers. In the retailing space, this is the idea of showrooming. You go to a physical store and you look to see what you want to buy, but then you go online and you try to find the cheapest price for that and then have it shipped to you. So the travel agents are um, in a more difficult position than ever before. Now remember, that's not to say that for every kind of uh, fare that's booked, for every kind of trip or vacation plans that are made, that you would see digital intermediaries providing the best service. Instead, remember that service excellence is all about focusing on the things that customers care the most about. Customers care about service when they have complex things that they want to buy, like travel arrangements, where they're going to multiple countries, where they're going to different cities. But what's happening is that the new entrants, the new technology-based companies, are able to skim the cream off of the market and take away relatively simple bookings that still create the lion's share of revenues for many of the other players. So attractive to attack means that there is a specific effort made on the part of the new entrants 
to look to take away the business that's the easiest to take away. And traditionally, that's been business where the travel companies, the airlines, don't have to work very hard. On the last point, what makes markets difficult to defend? Difficulties with defense in the face of new high-tech entrants means that a company is saddled or burdened with legacy systems that are very expensive, that were very expensive to invest in and build, and that today more or less form a standard way for the industry to operate, but there's not very much flexibility in that. So what really is um, necessary for, uh, for these traditional companies is to be able to mount the flexibility to be able to do things differently in the face of these other entrants. And so we often talk about the ways that corporations that are attacked need to devise their strategy. So this is for the traditional firms, and it's not necessarily for the ones that are entering. They're the ones that have strength for changing the market, but they may have to spend a lot of money, startups in particular, to be able to enter effectively and garner enough market share so that they become viable. But you know, now we're in a world, for the airlines at least, who hasn't heard of Travelocity or Expedia? These are the digital intermediaries that have come in and attacked newly vulnerable markets. So the idea of difficult to defend means that it may be the case that the traditional players year by year by year are not really thinking aggressively about adding to their IT um, capabilities through greater investments to be able to push back against the new entrants. In addition, they need to find ways to do things with technology and with their service focus and other business practices so that they can hold on and actually enrich the relationships that they have with their best customers. So that's not the customers that are relatively unprofitable or that um, you cannot easily add value to the relationship by giving them additional service. You have to look for those that will respond well if you try to add value to what you know and what you do with them, what they know and what you do with them. And so this is the new approach of travel companies. If they invest to a greater extent in IT, they also have the chance in new areas of their business to create new areas of their business and then attack the markets as though they are playing a different game. So I think in particular about corporate strategy for those companies that are attacked, for those companies that are there in a newly vulnerable market and don't want to lose their market shares, they don't want to lose their customers, and they don't want to lose out on technological innovation to make uh, their services better. So what do they do? So this is the issue of Google and iTunes. Uh, you know, just imagine what happened to other search engines and the providers of things like Yellow Pages. Think about these three strategies. Here's what I think. If a large company has great investments in traditional IT infrastructure and operating systems and technologies to support its business processes, then it needs to find a way to gain access to new knowledge, new techniques, and new technologies. And how do you do that? Probably the single best way to do it is to go for a new partner, okay? To find somebody in this new space of technological innovation that you can partner with and that you may have to give up revenues and profits to, to a certain extent, to maintain your viability in your marketplace. Finding the right partner gives you a chance to 
perfect the business processes that you have for the present, for the high-tech future too. Okay, so this kind of a strategy is one that's within every company's reach so long as they develop enough knowledge about information technology and technology-enhanced business processes. Okay, the second, in lieu of having a partner, it may make sense to join a consortium of firms so that as a group, you're actually pushing back against the attackers. So I call this process reintermediation. Now let me reveal an interesting fact. I mentioned about orbits in the airlines a little while ago, and it turns out that orbits was actually created by five large airlines, but they had the lack of foresight and they sold that into the market at a price. So they no longer controlled this digital intermediary that was actually chewing into their business. So we often see that companies don't have the foresight that they need to have in the face of technology transformation and uh, market change. A consortium strategy is helpful because it allows for the process of groupthink, which can lead to strategy innovations. Okay, the third point about corporate strategy when uh, newly vulnerable markets have technology entrance is to make sure that the company and its leadership is thinking about how to create strategies for transforming their business so that they become more impervious to the changes that the technology intermediaries are making. And so what this requires on the part of corporate leaders is thinking about how the market will change, how the market will transform, how the business that they do will transform. I believe that this involves a process of horizon scanning, and in particular, pay attention to what is called digital convergence. The idea that competitors that you've never thought about may be entering your space and may make it very difficult for you to be the intermediary of a choice. So that process requires a lot of effort on the part of senior executives to gain an awareness of what's out there, how to do something new and different that will position the company differently, and also to make sure that they're reading this far enough into the future so they have the chance to do something new, put the investments in place, and then be able to develop a kind of a sustainability of their competitiveness. Let's now discuss and focus on strategies to handle these newly vulnerable markets. Share with us how organizations and individuals can deal with the challenges and operate in them. If you look at your market and you can identify the possibility that a technology company, technology-based company can come in, then you should ask yourself, how will they attack you? Will they be able to skim the cream off of your current revenues by going after key customers, key customer segments, where technology is a unique tool to be able to help them compete better than you can compete? Okay, the second thing is to recognize that markets are changing with technology all the time. And this is essentially not just a matter of the technology that you have and the money that you have to spend, Rather, it's a matter of the human capital that you have and their understanding of information technology and its trends and its effects on marketplaces. So you have to be thinking about having uh, a new and more capable IT staff, people who can actually work with you uh, very closely on how to craft strategy and how to make sure that you are the most effective in your corporate operations and the markets that you serve. Thank you, Professor. Thank you very much.